0: So you ask your horse to canter, you get into the canter, and then what happens? Are you being a passenger or are you being a rider? Meaning, are you influencing the canter or are you the one that's actually being influenced? Well, we're going to find out today. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help you sort out all those little nitty-gritty things that make up the whole successful ride with you and your horse. We are all about your communication, the conversation that you and your horse are having, whether it be on the ground or in the saddle, and of course the conversation going on in your head as well. Very important. But we're all about understanding that conversation and trying to have better conversations. This means clearer aids. It means that you understand exactly what you have to do and then also how you're going to do it and then that you can go back, communicate this to your horse and the two of you can work away on the same spreadsheet. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that what we want? Of course it is. Now, we are slap bang in the middle. Well, we're not in the middle, We're actually quite at the beginning, but it's happening right now. We're doing the live run of the 2018 30-Day Rider Fitness Challenge. If you have not joined us already, oh but you're missing out. And this challenge, it is so different than all the past challenges. It is easier, it is more doable, and it will tailor exactly to you and your specific situation right now. So if you're interested in joining us, you can pop on over to 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com. You can pop your email Uh, Into that uh, box there, and there you go. We will get you on the way and get you into our private Facebook group. It is a different group; it is not the the same group. Get you in there with us as well, okay? But let us get back to the canter today. I love canter, and it seems like an age since we've actually talked anything canter here on the podcast. So it's quite exciting. It's like woo, we're back in canter. Um, so. What I said at the very beginning about the influence. So many riders, they get into canter. They they start off, they get into it. It's all good. And they find that rather than they're being able to influence the horse, it's actually the horse that's doing all the influence over their body. And many riders then try and fix or correct this problem by gripping on and holding down into the saddle. And of course, um... You know, if you're watching somebody like this, it's like, oh, it just keeps getting worse and the bounce gets harder and they end up maybe having a little bit of a tug of war with the horse's head and neck in the middle of all this. And it just doesn't look very pleasant for the rider or the horse. So today we want to talk about what you should be doing in the canter so as you can start actually preparing yourself to have more influence or better influence on your horse in the canter. So sound good. I hope so. So we're gonna start off by talking about dun dun dun. Of course we couldn't get into canter without it. It's the whole seat. And not only the seat, the roll motion that has to happen in the canter. So a lot of times, as I said, riders tend to want to hold themselves into canter, and I sometimes feel there's a lot of anxiety around canter for many riders, and this is where this stems from, um, whether it is that maybe as they were learning to ride kind of pre canter, before they actually got into the canter, they saw other people in the canter, and maybe they witnessed a couple of whoopsies and they decided that holy moly this is obviously extremely difficult and by the time they actually get to canter themselves they have a lot of tension in their body from it and you get this it's like they grip they hold down into it now the other reason I think sometimes the canter has this anxiety is because of course that initial first stride of canter (laughs) if you've never cantered before (laughs) And there you are happily in trot, delighted with yourself that you've mastered this whole bouncing thing in trot. And then lo and behold, you're kind of thrust into this gate that just has so much more momentum and so much more energy that goes with it and well it can be a little bit unnerving for well a lot of people no matter how many times somebody has told you you know just just now watch it there might there might be a little you'll feel a bit of extra power and it can be a little bit like hey where did that come from so either way what tends to happen is riders then start to grip a little bit now this gripping can be done in two ways. First of all they kind of grip with their thighs or their it's kind of it's more like it's almost like they want to shut down their hips okay and they kind of grip on with their thighs. I don't know if it's necessarily the knees I think that's a different thing but I definitely think the thighs uh, end up being gripped tightly or there is a stiffness through their lower back. Now either way this is not going to bode well for the canter. <laughs> Okay, because that is where you then get this bounce that starts to happen. And I say bounce, it's not a bounce, it's more like a bump. Um a, ba- a bounce would maybe be slightly more enjoyable. This is more like a bump, and it definitely you know, and, and every stride that goes on, they tend to get bumped a little bit more out of the saddle and a little bit further forward, and you're watching it and it's like, oh, the inevitable is going to happen. and um, so if they could just and you're kind of thinking, just relax, just allow, just relax. relax. Relax, roll with it, and then, obviously, eventually, over time, they get that motion. They get this relaxing and this rolling with it, okay? So, if we can get that, we are away on a hack. We have kind of almost overcome the first kind of barrier to entry that goes with a good canter, okay, is just allowing that rolling motion to happen. And if you're still at that point where that rolling motion is not happening, where you really feel that you're having to kind of hunker into the saddle in order to stay there, have like, be aware, kind of have a, a good... Um, look at yourself obviously not looking at yourself on the horse I just mean being aware kind of do a a little check as you're cantering the first of all your lower back you're allowing that to happen it has to roll along there okay and secondly that your thighs are not gripping to try and hold you on and it seems almost counterintuitive but trust me the, the less you can grip the more you can just allow this okay allow the roll the actual more you will stay with the horse okay and whereas when you try and dictate the role or you try and um, make it happen you actually end up that momentum you and the horse it's very difficult to get into that same rhythm as the horse and you end up getting that bump out of the saddle okay so assuming that we have the role and we've got that rolling motion if you don't know what the rolling motion is oh just canter on a horse and you'll know exactly what the rolling motion is okay from here now we can actually start to kind of I would say bring it back to what our seat bones are doing. Because remember that rolling motion comes from really our pelvis or hips. It's our whole um kind of lower torso, lower body, and then I would say also upper thighs as well. It's this that's all moving your seat area, okay, as a rider, and um, that's all moving with the horse. But once you can kind of identify that, you can start to feel, and what we want to feel is the reach, okay. So every canter stride again, just taking it back to a roll. and um, if you could imagine there's something rolling rolling along um, what's going and obviously your seat will always just come back to that in the saddle each time okay so it's almost like making this slightly i wouldn't say it's a circular it's more like an oval shaped on its side and motion in the saddle but there's a reach involved in that there's there's the point where you're at the very back of that or the, the 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 behind it if you know what i mean and there's the point where you're at the very front of that Oval shape in your saddle, okay? And you need to now start to feel that because that is what we want to isolate when we're talking about influencing through our seat in the saddle. Once you can feel that, you can start then playing with it. You can start maybe allowing the seat bone to reach a little bit further or bringing it back that the seat bone's not reaching that much further now of course if you are not carrying your upper body I'm not even getting into position on this but if you're not carrying your upper body through this you won't be able to do this you have to be able to carry yourself I'm assuming that you've you've kind of dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's when it came to your position and everything in the saddle and you do need to have everything where it should be in order for it to work correctly okay but what we want to do then is start feeling that now the other thing that comes with allowing this rolling motion to happen is that your legs can sit in the correct place when we have any tension any excess tension not tension tension's good excess tension not so much when we have excess tension in the saddle uh, particularly around our seat or our thighs, um, what's going to happen is our leg position gets affected. And when your legs are not draping the horse, okay, so you want to basically that your legs are just falling down your horse's sides. Of course, you do have to then do a little bit of work. They won't stay there. The horse is moving underneath you, hey? So you do have to do a little bit of work. Um, but once you have that, your legs will be in the correct place in order to correctly influence and talk to the horse and, and uh, communicate with the horse, okay? Okay. But when we don't have that, when we have this tightness through our pelvis, our legs generally are either too far forward or if we're gripping with our knees, our lower legs have a tendency to go too far back. So that's something else that you should um, also pay attention to in the saddle, that that your pelvis is nice and open, that your hips are nice and open, that you're allowing through and that in doing so your legs then can fit can fit your legs then can be where they're supposed to be now the final piece to all this would be your hands and your arms think about this so we're, we're again we've talked about influencing through your legs and now we want to talk about the hands and arms so the hands and arms have to follow the horse and I like to think of your hands and arms as being if you could imagine they were connected to your seat and it's important to understand that when the horse canters, there's a, a lot of natural movement that's going on there, okay? And you have to be able to discern that movement and then, again, begin with following, that you're following the horse, that there's no resistance on your part through that your hand or through the, the bit or the rein, whatever you want to call it, um, with the horse, that you're allowing through that, okay? But then from there, you can definitely begin to influence. And this is why in the canter, you'll often see a lot of riders pull with the top half of their body. Have you ever seen that? Then their shoulders are just going crazy in the saddle. It, it, but it's common. And what you want to try and do is actually try stilling everything through your shoulders. But in doing so, you're allowing movement through your elbows okay so this is where you would have this lovely following and of course your wrist and your hand and all everything else there but if you can imagine trying to keep your shoulders your job is really to keep your shoulders nicely balanced so as they're carrying you they're they're sitting up there they're carrying you you almost want to if you could think of this and I know sounds a little strange bear with me but you almost want to think of your shoulders as being kind of like a clothes hanger okay and then imagine like a a long draped garment on the clothes hanger that's the rest of you okay but the clothes hangers there it's hanging up and it's kind of it's providing the support if you want now obviously the rest of your skeleton has to do this but this is just a little picture for you in your head so your clothes hangers there and then it is then allowing the wind which would be the horse's movement to then move everything else okay and then what you can do from there is to start you can then begin to influence things back but it has to start off with you being able to follow the horse first before you can then take back the influence and you can actually be the influencer in the counter okay i'm going to leave it at that this month over on daily Strides premium we are talking canter for the whole month it is the theme for the month It's a great theme i said i do love it so if you're interested in working on your canter you can join us over there you can go to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and all the details are there And of course, you can also join us on the free 30-day rider fitness challenge. The live version is going on right now. Don't worry, you'll be a few days behind if you join now, but that's okay, don't worry. You can, of course, join us right now and get get going from there, but you'll be in the group with us and it's lots of fun. Okay, I hope you have a great day. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. (music)